Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS online program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our next guest for our Gifters Podcast is Lenise Williams. Lenise, thanks so much for being on our Gifters Podcast, where your story is a gift to the world. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So Lenise is an attorney, a business strategist, author, as well as the founder of Made Leather. You can find her at lenisewilliams.com or follow her at mompreneur underscore ESQ. You are both a lawyer and a business person. I've heard many times that law, whether you like it or not, is a great skill to have in terms of a foundational skill as an entrepreneur. Do you think that's accurate or not accurate? What do you think about that, Lenise? Um, I think it's pretty accurate, but most times, um, you know, many people already have that innate business savvy. It, so if they don't have the legal background, it's easy for them to just hire someone that has it. <laughs> but the, just the rigorous coursework from law school and the preparation you have to make to take for a bar exam and for clients, I think it really trains, trains your mind to, to really think in a business sense. And do you feel that it, it uh, like, were you already entrepreneurial even before you went into law school or that's more of a, a later thing that you dived into? So I never thought that I was, but looking back on it, I realized that I, that I always had that entrepreneur spirit. Yeah, I'm looking. So we have these pre-interview survey questions and I ask our guest, what's the earliest memory? And at nine years old, you wanted to start a dog breeding <laughs> Yes. And, and this is, that's an example of how I didn't realize that I had that entrepreneur spirit spirit. Someone asked me that same question a few months ago and I had to sit down and think, you know, they asked me if as a kid, if I ever had any entrepreneur um, endeavors or just the entrepreneur spirit. And I thought about that time when I was nine um, and my dad brought home a dog and it was uh, an AKC purebred chow chow puppy. And my dad was so proud of this dog and was explaining to me about how a dog is registered and how all of that works. And it just so happens a few months later, I was walking the dog and I saw someone else that also had, had, a, had a chow chow. So the first <laughs> question I asked her was, is your dog purebred <laughs> and do you have registration papers? And so it popped in my mind, hey, we can you know have get have these dogs get together get some puppies and we can make a killing as nine-year-olds we can buy so much with this money and I even told her hey you know you, your dog is female is the female dog so I'll give you more money per dog because you have more responsibility than I would have but um can, can you believe she says that a few months later she, I, I see her selling puppies, which she claimed were not my dog's puppies. Crazy story. Um, but it was really, a, it really um, taught me a lesson, one on trusting people and looking back on it, it was a great business lesson. But, um, but yeah, that was the first thing I wanted to do. No selling candies, no lemonade stand. I wanted two fifty a pop per puppy. <laughs> That's, that's a pretty high profit margin. I remember <laughs> I was eight years old in New York City shoveling snow and getting $20 as an eight-year-old was pretty amazing. But in your case, you're like 10x plus that. And so that's phenomenal. And I meet a lot of people, Denise, and that's the first story I've ever heard <laughs> of a nine-year-old 
<laughs> Crazy. Um, kind of reminds me of a, a friend and mentor of mine. His name is Nolan Bushnell. He actually founded Atari, Chuck E. Cheese, and mentored Steve Jobs. He actually hired Steve Jobs. And when he was five years old, he would sell strawberries on a farm in Utah. So you kind of remind me of him in terms of your precociousness. So kudos and applaud you. I applaud you for your precociousness. Now, Thank you. <laughs> share some of the tips and strategies you might have because this podcast are for entrepreneurs and you did start young and not only did you start young because oftentimes it is someone like myself shoveling snow or raking leaves or babysitting but do you feel that you've always had this ambition where do you feel you got that ambition from that's a great question i, I do feel like i've always had ambition um you know especially a lot of people, no one in my family went to college. I was a first-generation college student, but I wanted to. You know, there was just something in me. It was my, my ambition. I think it's just been innate. I think I was just born that way. I always wanted to achieve more. Even when I achieved things, I felt like it was never enough. Um, but on top of it being, being innate, I think it also comes from not ever having it. Like, you know, my, my, we were never what I would call poor. We were middle-class family. My, my parents lived paycheck to paycheck. But as I got older and I started to get out on my own, I wanted to be you know, completely independent, didn't want to ask for much. And there were times when I just didn't have any money. I mean, even as a, a new law school graduate, I didn't, I, didn't have, I didn't have the money that I wanted to have. And I think that feeling of lack is what has pushed me to always want to do more because I never want to be broke again. Yeah, yeah. So you have a clear motivation. So is that something that you would encourage people to really understand what is your motivation? Because if you don't have a clear motivation, then why would you be motivated to do anything? Exactly. It'll be short lived. <laughs> <laughs> and so for you, now that you have been more successful, do you feel that you still have that sense of lack? Or do you have a different perspective now that you've, in a sense, progressed or got promoted? You promoted yourself, really. You worked hard for it. No, I, I think it's I think it's still the same. If not, it's it's even more because I never I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. And it's it's not it's not greed, but I never feel like it's enough. You know, I still have that feeling of okay, I got to this point. Now, there's now there's something, you know, there's a next level. I don't feel like there's ever an end. And now that I have children and my children are getting older, I'm still going really hard because I have to make, I'm a single mom. I have to make yeah. sure I'm providing for my kids and they want to play AAU basketball and travel. You know, somebody has to pay for that. Um, you know, they're going to go to college. The tuition has to be paid. Did you hear my joke, ladies? I'm like, get them to do a dog breeding business. Someone's right. <laughs> No, I might, then I might be the one stuck with, with having to take care of all that. That's more on my plate. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. We only have a few more minutes left, but um, during those tough times, you mentioned that who inspires you are your kids. And so how many kids do you have? And what you can pick, well, actually, well, depending on how many kids you have, because how, many, how, many time, how much time do you have? How many kids do you have? I have two, two boys. So if, if you can, since it's, it's two kids, pick well, you can share both of them, but what's one quality that you admire in each of them and so that our listeners can perhaps see that quality themselves? Um, my, my oldest son is 13, and I love the fact that he, is, he could care less what anyone thinks. If people laugh at him, he doesn't care. He's very, very confident in himself. Um, and my youngest, 
I love that I can see the entrepreneur spirit in him and he's only, he'll be 11 next month. And I already see his brains turning or his wheels turning in his brain. He always wants to help me with everything. He's always thinking of different things that we could do. I just, I, I, I love his entrepreneur spirit. So it's my youngest and my oldest combined, having that confidence and that entrepreneur spirit, I would have, a, a, I don't know, the next world leader with, <laughs> with a mindset like that. <laughs> yeah, and, and what's amazing is you may already know this, but they have studied this and psychologists always say it's not what you say to your kids, it's what you do. So you're modeling the right behavior as an entrepreneur, as a businesswoman, as a visionary, as a, as a lawyer. So hopefully you give yourself credit for, for that, ladies, and that what, it's not about what you say, really, it's what you do. So the fact that your two sons have the qualities of an entrepreneur or CEO or even president it's phenomenal. It's a testament to your upbringing them in a, in a such a way, an amazing way. Thank you. Do you have any final thoughts or comments you might want to share with, let's say, an entrepreneur or a beginning entrepreneur, or even let's say someone that's your son's age and they want to pursue a business? What would you share with them? Um, my my biggest piece of advice is to start. And wherever you are, start from wherever you are. Sometimes many people feel like things have to be perfect and the stars have to be aligned and they have to have so much money in their bank account or this particular photographer. But many times we have people in our network, we have the resources that we need. We just have to get creative and go ahead and start where we are and then build from there. That's great advice. How can our guests stay in touch with you, Lenise? Um, my website is lenisewilliams.com, um, and I'm all over social media with the handle mompreneur underscore ESQ. Love it. Lenise, thanks again for being on our Gifters podcast, where your story is given to the world. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye.